Hello, my name is Hentai I am a cyborg. Welcome to the Gizverse podcast. The show dedicated to the King Wizard and the Lizard Wizard universe. Yo, man, hot take. I honestly think that album is the best album that they've come out with. We need more cookie. A multi-dimensional universe with an invisible face. Welcome to an altered future, brother. Once created by a band, is now sustained by its fans. Uh-oh. <laughs> I hear the road train a-coming, baby. It's a-coming. Open the door to your mind, Puzz. Here are your hosts. Tommy O'Neill and France in trunk. It's been too long, you know? It's been a long time coming. I I feel like we're the laziest podcasters on the planet, possibly. Um, it only feels like that, buddy. It only feels you like that. You don't? Like, we take forever to do stuff. Uh, and then when we record it, I take forever to edit it. And then I finally get it out there that it's like, yeah, we've already we've already talked about this amongst ourselves. We don't need your input anymore. We're doing <laughs> we're literally doing the third album first. That's how lazy we are. We're we've listen, Tommy. I don't, I don't know if you remember, man. You know, it was a long time. We've been doing this for a minute now. You know, so it's easy okay. to forget everything we've given to me accomplished. You know what I mean? Accomplished. But, <laughs> One of the first things we said on the show was there is no goddamn rules, okay? Oh, and listen, and the Gizverse will not allow these rules, man, okay? Oh, wow. Okay. We're going to jump in. And, you know, the, the Beauty King Gizzard also is everybody's listening. Everybody's listening to all their sick records, you know what I mean? And you have to inter- we interpret them in different ways, bro. There's some, these last three that have been coming out, I'm listening to them for the podcast. If not, I can't even tell you if I would be listening to them too much because I don't have them on vinyl yet. Once they arrive, I, I dig it deep. I spin it back and forth. Until then, I'm usually kind of loose, man. So, you know, so keep that in mind, buddy, okay? Okay. I mean, I didn't mean to upset you. I got to be honest with I'm you. Pissed. I could tell. I, it seems like you're mad. I, I didn't mean to upset you. This is what you, you want. I really didn't. Um, <laughs> it's not our fault that we had to do a really cool, sick-ass live podcast event in Denver and that took up a lot of time, a lot of energy. We put the recording out on Spotify. It's only available on Spotify right now. It has no ads because we couldn't add any ads. So it doesn't <laughs> benefit us at all to put that thing up on there. And we'll probably never do it again. But still, it is available all on Spotify right now. It will Anytime be, you want it. It will be up on YouTube. But we wanted to give it a chance to kind of blossom on Spotify for a little bit. Um, Got to. Yeah. So we... Right off the bat, we we have to thank everybody, right? A hundred percent. Of course. Yes. Thank you, everybody, genuinely, a hundred percent from the bottom of our hearts for coming out, supporting, listening, following, whatever you whatever your contribution is, pre ordering shirts, showing up to the event. Even if you didn't know dude, there were people that showed up to the live event that had no idea what was going on. They just came because yes. somebody else told them about it or whatever and they just showed yep. up. Some people acted like they didn't know what was going on, but they knew exactly what was going on just to be cool. <laughs> That's okay too. I, we don't. Ca- we're not going to judge you if you if you're too, if you're too whatever. You know, we're, you're cool in our in in this world. Don't don't worry. We'll hug you. Okay. We all cool, baby. We're all cool. It's all cool. It's all cool. Um, shout out to Side Goodies. Uh, uh 
The boys. A mammoth. A mammoth. They had a line that was as big as the beer line, possibly. Uh, (laughs) Apologies to everyone that wanted to get a beer. We did not. uh, I will apologize a little bit. We did not know that it was going to be that big. I will say that. We thought it was going to be. We didn't. A couple hundred people max. Uh, according to the manager, it was like 500 to 600 people. I don't know about that. Maybe it just felt like that to them, but I think it was more in the realm of 400 to 500, which is still double what we were expecting at least. It's a lot of people, bro. It's a lot of people. Like, and the to, bartenders to, were like, to, to Just rep King Gizzard? It was a lot of people. It was cool, but we didn't. We kind of, you know, launched these Giz heads on the world, and, uh, well, <laughs> King Gizzard launched them, and then. We gathered them together uh, for Cut a brief while, and the bartenders hated us for it for a while. Uh, they, I, you know, I think everybody made good money. You know what I mean? All things said and done, so, I think so too. not too much to complain about. I think they sold out a beer four times over. Um, there was a, <laughs> it was a lot of good times. A lot of good times. Uh, shout out to um, Emily. Shout out to Allison, our significant others, uh, the homegirls. Shout out to Emily's sister um, and Julia, everybody else that helped on on a micro and and macro level. A big shout out to my man Mojo Miyagi, who literally flew across the country just to help record the podcast, just to help us set up, and then last minute bought a ticket to one of the shows uh, to Angel. hang out and be a bro, to be a bro. And that was so for King Gizzard to bring. The three of us all together like that, it was a really special night. And I got to hang out with Mojo Solo and Mojo Solo Dolo and uh, kick it with him. I haven't done that since we were, like, in college. It was just – it was a good time. That was a special – that was a special little moment right there. I had a good time. It was a very special, special, wholesome good time there, man. It was cool. Uh, Mojo was huge, of course. Seeing faces that, like, you've only spoken with on – Social media, you know, like seeing them like kind of like come to life, was really cool, man. It was it was a lovely support system. And I think I think Mike from Side Goody said, um, or was was it? I don't remember what it was. That it was like all all lines included, whether beer, whether merch line, whatever. Nobody was complaining. I didn't hear anybody grumpy. Nobody was pissed off. Like I was like walking around to the different lines, but hey guys, just to let you know, this is for beer, this is for merch. If you want to do this and that, you can move. And they're all like, no, cool, man. We're good. We're good right here. It's like awesome, you guys. Thanks for coming out, man. This is cool. This is awesome. Like, uh, such a passionate little fan base coming out for a very exciting time in Gizzard history. Uh, that was cool. Can't wait to arrange something like this again in the future, man. It, w- it was a blast. What, what a group effort of bringing people together, right? Like, there was people that would show up, didn't know what side goodies was. People showing up, didn't know what the Gizverse podcast was. Didn't know who 10 Yards was. Didn't know who Midwest Zed and people like that were, you know? So just like, so your little community brings another little community, and it's 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 all the same, but just in different different sides of the coin. It was it's so cool, man. It's just neat. It it, it was very neat. But and people that had listened to the podcast were watching the podcast. People who never heard of it were watching the podcast. It was it was very cool, man. A lot of people that never heard of it were watching it, and then people were like who listen normally were watched. It was pretty cool, man. To like you said, put faces with names. You see them online, so and cool. they would be like, "They're like, hey, I'm Jeff, I'm fucking," and then they tell you their handle, oh. and then it's like, "Whoa, that's awesome, dude!" And they've been following us since SoundCloud, like way back in the day. Like it, it's <laughs> yeah. crazy to. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. And they listen to other projects that we did, and um, yeah, 
it's pretty cool. Uh, the little community within the community, uh, we love it. We're grateful uh, exponentially, and we're just gonna keep trying to do our job as best that we can. Uh, keep bringing the love. Keep bringing the fever. Uh, some of our friends fever. recently have been meeting King Gizzard members, uh, which is our end goal. So yeah, I guess we just got to keep doing what we're doing. Do it even more. Get out there. Do it more. You know. Do it more. Get out there, you know, bro. Clearly, we just right? gotta follow them. In uh, it was funny to see a couple people were talking about doing meetups. Um, during our meetup, they were talking about other meetups that they were gonna do. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. we, I mean, we might, I might be totally off base or totally not. I might be wrong about this, but it's interesting because I think the Miami meetup was the first meetup that I ever heard of uh, for Gizzard fans to meet to up our like knowledge, at, of course, at, yeah. at a destination to our knowledge so um it's pretty cool to see that little thing spawn other little events and bring more gizzard fans together in the future i think that's going to be really cool I'm, I'm excited for that i think so too man yeah uh, this this little community is not getting any smaller as as you can see you know so it's just and i mean you know to bring it back to the classic bands of old times it's like the Gizzard community is really rolling into that stuff that other people grew up with, whether it was Grateful Dead, whether it was Fish, you know, Ween, whatever the band is. Like, King Gizzard's becoming one of them, man. And being involved in it like that is it's crazy, man. It, it is insane. It's really, uh, really entertaining. Really entertaining. So we, we didn't get a chance to talk about the marathon sets at all. Um, do you want to talk about the marathon sets? Because I know we – okay. So this – the name of this podcast, I'm assuming, if I know me at all, is going to be the name of the album that we're reviewing. So, yes. do we? Do you want to get into that, or is that a full podcast worthy? I thought endeavor? that probably is, huh? Really? Or you think maybe so? Maybe it's just like, uh, not just like the the, the set list stuff because that was at this point that was a little while ago, whatever. But maybe the occasion in itself. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm dead wrong about that. Well, I'll throw but this right, caveat. Like this, I'll throw this caveat yes. out there: is that uh, they've got a third show to do still oh. and that's in a few days so i'm gonna see that one do you want actually a very good point wait to for me to see that and then we could because i did see all of them uh the second yes. night i was i was in the grumpiest tiredest mood of possibly my entire life uh for personal <laughs> reasons and all this other crap that was going on i'm not gonna have that weighing on me and i'm gonna see the murlocs <laughs> opening up for Ooh. them so uh it could potentially be a pretty sick way to wrap it all up. Uh, Absolutely, my man. Okay, cool. So we'll save. Just to let you guys know, we went to both the shows at the Red Rocks, and then I'm going to be going to the Murlocs once. So, okay, this is a good way that's, to wrap that's it all actually, up. That's actually, T-Bone, that was actually a really good point. The third one, yes. That'll be a good wrap-up. Unfortunately, it won't be there. Hopefully, it'll be live streaming, so I'll hopefully take a peek for sure. And also, I'm going to look at the set list. It'll be kind of cool to match up the three pick some wild cards, what we like, what we maybe would have moved around. That sounds fun. This is a cool teaser for that. Let's do that soon. Cool. Um, my phone died uh, of memory space, so I basically had to delete everything off my phone, and I had to delete Instagram, so I have to get the login information for the Gizverse <laughs> uh, Instagram stuff because it, it got all deleted on my phone. But um, I'll be posting stuff as well from – the show so i'll be hell yeah i'll be the guy doing that normally brian's the king hey. of that he's a master at it but i'll be i'll be the guy doing that i'll do the uh stories and make sure that you guys get the the updates because if anything beautiful you're gonna want to see a little clipsies of the murlocs so make sure to yes, follow, follow us on instagram for all those 
free updates. You know what I'm saying, dog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get down to the business of things. Is there anything else? Time you to make talk some about? changes. Is it time on to the change? Podcast? Is it time to change the world? Maybe Brian with some. You music? know what I mean? I think so. I Whoa. think so. Oh. <laughs> do you? Uh, damn. <laughs> damn. Uh, do you want to? Uh, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into this? Because once we start talking, we ain't gonna We're stop. In, right? You know what? No. No, not even, dude. I'm I'm ready to jump in. I'm, I'm happy about this album. Feel a little passionate about it. Yeah, let's 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 dig deep, brother. Cool, deep. man. Um, usually we pass it off back and forth, uh, like ping pong balls. So, which do you want to start off? Um, or do you want me to start off? Or do you want to start off together? And th- because this song, low key, is written by you know a lot of them. Which is unusual for them. They they typically don't do that. But if you look at the uh, uh, Bandcamp, Jesus, my brain. I'm sorry, guys. My, I'm going to be a little slower than the usual. The brain's back at it, I guys. know I'm stupid, but it's going to be even stupider this time. So uh, we've got <laughs> – this song is unusual where it says on the bottom, usually on, on Bandcamp, the lyrics are written on the bottom there uh, on who, who wrote the lyrics. Well, yep. Stu – uh, Ambrose, um, Joey, and Cook Dog all are on this uh, track is writing Love lyrics, that. which is crazy. Cause can you imagine? Right? I can. Okay, one or two guys like maybe you're jamming, you're singing a song, and you're like, oh, dude, can you think of a chorus? And they're like, fuck yeah, I can. You know what I mean? And then they rip it. Um, so I, uh, I think it's crazy that they they were able to do this all together at once you know what i mean like that's uh you do s- when you start looking at you know if you go through the whole thing Stu actually plays some drums uh obviously electric guitar he plays some bass he sings uh, some drums interesting M- mellotron i don't i uh uh, uh vibraphone organ a instrument that i'm not gonna be able to pronounce so i'm sorry a wurlitzer <laughs> i think that's how it is a synthesizer and keyboards so Stu is bringing the heat on this track, but I gotta be honest, Stu's bringing the heat on every track on this album all the time. Dude. I think there's only one song on the whole album that he's not uh, present on the lyric si- lyric side, but he's interesting. Present okay, on the whole, um, what I would say, instrument side of things, he kind of conquers and dominates. You see some people with one or two little slashes with all the things that the, all, all the other instruments that they've been playing. Stu's bringing the heat. He's getting really creative uh, on this album in particular. We'll get more specific with the song in a second. We just I just kind of want to do an overview of the album. Um, hmm. He, it's very sketches uh, uh, of the Brunswick um, in that way. But Stu is like going above and beyond, grabbing all these instruments, and he's like, "Oh, you know what would sound good? No, no, no! I don't want a keyboard sound on it. I'm gonna go learn how to play that real quick, and then I'm gonna fucking throw it on here." He is showing off on this album, and you, if if you pay attention to it, you see how much work he's doing. I don't know how many songs we're gonna see live from this album necessarily, but I've definitely thought that a time or two, yeah. But let's be honest, how many sketches songs do we see? Not not a whole bunch. Not a lot. Not a whole bunch. Uh, occasionally, but 
those songs are more studio songs, and I'm not criticizing it when I say that, but I think this album is kind of a studio album where we'll see changes. I think we'll see this this song live for sure. Hmm. It's gonna okay. be it's gonna be playable, and we're gonna see Stu running around, uh, doing crazy stuff. As we saw at Red Rocks, we saw him running around. We saw him playing with the toms. He he was he's into percussion. He's, he's trying to lean into that world. He's like Cavs. What's up, bro? What's going on, dude? Um, Cavs, so you're about to be outed. We already got one. We already got rid of one drummer, buddy. Don't, hey, don't don't make me do it, buddy. Don't make me do it. I'll jump got, back to no I got problem. The, I got to do is whisper it. You gone, baby. Um, you gone. <laughs> just we're just kidding. <laughs> Okay, so, I mean, I, I really, off the bat, you know, just, like, reading all this stuff and kind of going through it, it makes me excited, and this this particular song, Changes, is a perfect representation of the album in itself. Yes. Um, Did I say Changes? Yeah. I'm sorry, I meant Change. I meant Change. I'm sorry. Change. Change. Yeah, I do um, that. And I, I, really, I really do co-sign with, I mean, yeah, everything you said, the very first the very first note I, I put was sketches vibes. It has it has that sketches feel, and that's that's some of my favorite Gizzard man. Um, vocally, especially with this this track change, I like that whatever fuzz lo-fi stuff they put on their vocals. That's my favorite King Gizzard man. Um, I I had a buddy. I mean, they do that a lot, obviously. But I had a buddy show me a song of his from back in the day that he was like. He likes, like, what is it about this song? Like, what can make this song better? And I was like, bro, you got to fuzz it out, dude. I was like, it feels like the, the vocals are fighting against the instrumentation. Like, I was like, your vocals are too clear, bro. Like, when people dig it, they're going to... With Gizzard, I don't understand every word they say in every song the first time I hear it. I'm glad to go back and read it and get a whole new appreciation and understanding for it. I was like, people mess with the music, like, they're going to figure out the lyrics on their own and they'll, they'll get it all together, but... They it just it never feels like a a fight between the music and the lyrics with them, and I I really appreciate that. Um, this track is killer. I, what a great introduction to the song or excuse me to the album. It's it's long, and my I, I put compl- I put a star complaint. My complaint is that it just makes me so hungry for track number two. It they sound similar. You could you can sing the chorus to track two at any moment really. Uh, during change, and uh, I'm a big fan of track two. I'm not even saying what it's called yet. Everybody already knows, but big fan of track two. Big fan of track one, too, though. Big fan. Okay, well, that answers a lot of questions that I had um, in particular, but I agree with you. I think it's a great way to kick it off. Um, You know this about me already. The 13-minute, 11-minute, 20-minute, 15-minute, 16-minute songs are not my favorite. My ADD kicks in, right. and I'm just kind of right. like, okay, next track. My finger is just hovering <laughs> over the skip button. I'm like, come on, come on. Come on, come on. And I'm sorry that I'm like that, but I am like that. So it, it's – there are albums You are not I, the only one. That's fine. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm, I, I like jammy stuff. Live, it kind of blends, and I can do that. But even live, I'm not going to lie. There's some times where I'm like, okay, next song, guys. What else you got? Like – and I'm, it sounds so condescending and whatever, but that's just my brain. It's the way it works. So, like, I'm trying – I enjoy it for a while. And then, like, when it gets lost in the jamminess of it, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, no, it's a great song. But next song, please, let's hear some more vocals. But <laughs> this song was interesting once I started – that's why I mentioned in the beginning because 
The song's interesting because of how diverse it is in, in and of itself. Yes. When you start reading the lyrics, when you start um, listening for the changes in vocals and uh, the guitar patterns, and, and now if you know what Stu's bringing to it, you can listen to those little nooks and crannies, and it makes the song a lot more fascinating to listen to because you're like, oh, okay, wow, that's cool. So I was able to do that. So this song is more unique in that way where it's it to me it's not, again, it feels like a flex, like... Stu's really trying to this is the best way that I can put it he's he knows he's he understands he's a a a, a professional musician and he's really showing his professionalism and I've heard a lot of artists you know cop out like oh this is my style and they're afraid to bend or whatever I'm not gonna that's mean I'm not saying afraid they're whatever to Bend no, saying. to another style and it's like no dude like just because uh you're a more of a performer doesn't mean you can't be a better writer or you're more like a of uh like when you're playing like a, or you're a studio guy that you can't figure out how to make that work live like that doesn't you know one doesn't beget the other if you're an artist like a painter or something like that you can go any way you want to go and I, this band really proves that you can. They do prove it, man. More anything, than most, anything that you want to do, you could do it. You just have to put your little mind to it and make it happen, and uh, make it change, baby. So yeah, this song. Make it a, change, brother. This song's a really great example of that, and and, and a, a good representation of this band and how they work together. Because I can't imagine having that many lead singers. In one band, and then go. All right, let's try to write a song together. Like that's fucking hard. I understand how they break it up. Like, okay, you do one song, I'll do the next. But like, yeah, to do it all but, together. But all no, at you're one hundred percent right. Crazy. I mean, difficult. for them, it seems like they constantly put their egos to the side on that. You know, which like, and I mean, so many bands, dude. I, I they they seem unusual to us, but so many bands, ego comes in in involved at some point. You know, and they seem to do well. And almost, it's like, dude. I could see how it would mesh well because, bro, they're out there killing. You know what I mean? I mean, the fans love – they're not one of these bands. Like, the fans know Stu's name and nobody else's. No, bro. If you're a fan of King Gizzard, you know them all, bro. You you follow them all separately. You you know they have, like, kids and they're married. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, every, this is – everybody's a big deal in this band. Everybody. And and that's really cool. Um, So, I think that keeps them kind of humble. And they realize what they're doing is great, man. You know, they it, – it's it's diverse. It's fun. In uh, in this song, Change – uh, I think it was it was Mike from uh, Giz Family who said it originally. He said there's a part in the song that sounds like uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. It sounds like their mm. first album, um, East Nine East 1999. And he said that before I heard the song, and I was like, that's interesting. I didn't even remember what song he said it. And I think it was maybe like nine minutes in, like Ambie starts spitting, and I was like, hold, I was like, this is the part he was talking about. That sounds just like that Bone Thugs, uh, Bone Thugs flow from back in the day. So. There ain't no rules, bro. They're going to make cool music. They're going to have fun with it, and we're probably going to like it. If there's for some chance we don't like a song, don't worry. They got 800 million other ones that you're going to dig. So it's cool, man. I, I applaud them for always giving a, a, just a true effort and challenging themselves. It's, it's really cool. Uh, do you have a favorite? I'm gonna We're going to try to do this with every song. Do you have a favorite lyric, favorite line maybe? I could, oh, I could go first while you look. Um the the my my favorite line that I had I would say is 
okay, change for its own sake is probably on the same uh, line as my mind is awake finally. So both of those, I really feel on like 20,000 different levels. Um, My mind is finally awake for obvious reasons, but there's been so many times in my life where I feel like, like this is the next level, this, whatever. Yeah. Where you start where the vision goes from here to here. And then that lens just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I I feel that. Um, But change for its own sake is an interesting line because I think that is that's life is just change. It's just change. There's no meaning behind it. It just is. And the way that a flower dies, but still comes back next season and then dies again and still comes back. Um, fall here is pretty intense like that, but just watching how things die and then come back and then die and then cut it's intense and change for its own sake is a, uh, intense line. So did, did you, uh, pick one out? Hmm. That's pretty. I don't have the lyrics in front of me, so I'm gonna go with that one too, buddy. That's oh, okay, great cool. to me. All right. Well then this might great be great representation a, right there. This might be a, a, a unilateral task. Um, <laughs> okay. So let's move on to the second track. Uh, Hate dancing, which sounds that sounds a little racist. Out, I gotta be honest. Like right up in the front, I'm thinking, uh, hate dancing. I'm thinking like, you know, guys with hoods on their heads in the middle of the woods, like just having a good old time. Hate dancing. You know what I mean? That's what it sounds like. I hate dance to me, but um, totally not. Totally not. Totally not. Um, The music video (laughs) proves that it's a great music video for Uh, sure. Just some dudes having a good old time, good old fashioned hoedown, as as it were. Uh, The boys. And if you've ever listened to King Gizzard, uh, you feel like dancing every once in a while. And you 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 hear this song, and maybe King Gizzard agrees with you. Maybe they feel like dancing sometimes too when they're up there jamming along. And I like that they they feel that. And they bring that. That's a cool little, a cool little thing. Uh, I, uh, yeah, party man, party bro, party on. Yeah, and uh, remember the first time I saw the video, heard the song, I was like, okay, that's that's kind of cute, whatever. Like, not a big deal. Now, oh my god, dude, I'm humming this shit all the time, bro. It it's, is in my brain. It's your a favorite lot, one, man. right? It's your favorite one. Oh man, it, it, it's the one that sticks out the most. Uh, I heard oh, it, and man. I thought this I, is this would be your favorite one. It's just it's just like it's it's cool, it's fun, it's light. It's uh you know, maybe you could dig for like deeper meaning in there actually than you know what I'm saying, but like I don't know. It it's fun, it's light. I think it's relatable, especially for a lot of uh you know, men that listen to rock music. It's like, man, I, I don't know if I consider myself like a dancing guy, but when I first heard the song, I was like, Oh, I hate dancing. I was like, mm, no, I don't really like that. But I love how it progresses to like I might like dancing now. And then, you know, what's like, I like dancing, bro. I'm like, oh, OK, cool. This is fun. I was like, that's a, that's cool. I would say it's probably the one that I think like likelihood that they'll play live the most. Um, I can see them not like they'll play it most like all the time. But I feel like that coming out live, it's going to be a lot of fun, dude. The crowd's yeah. going to I think they're going to play heavy ass shit. They might, hey, let's like cool it down a little bit and drop some shit like this, and that could be a lot of fun. I I might be racist when I say this, but typically white people can't dance. Um, <laughs> Irish people, you know, we we can river dance, you know what I mean? But like, it's not shit. it's not really dancing. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, this song, uh, particular, I don't know. Dude, it's so hard to name verse, chorus, pre-chorus with them. It's really difficult. So like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna pretend to do that. But there is a what I would consider a 
pre-chorus verse. It's like a longer verse that they have, <laughs> um, and it it doesn't flow with the other parts of it, the couplets. Uh, so, anyways, where they kind of explain perfectly like the nerves of dancing like someone asks you asks you to dance and like you're nervous about it or whatever and then you're just like you start moving and you feel it maybe you take a little shot of tequila and then that'll do it yeah. you just start partying dude and then out of nowhere you're like oh bro i'm dancing now if i'm pretty good at this man <laughs> if j-lo were to walk in and see you she might be like well that guy's not dancing but I got to be honest, I'm not trying to impress J-Lo at any point. You know what I'm saying? Big mistake. And my friend, (laughs) you are dancing, my friend. Okay? It doesn't matter. Race, creed, uh, religion, uh, sex, gender, whatever those are now. You're dancing, brother, sister, ma'am, guy. You're dancing. Person. And person. Human being, maybe, Brian. Okay? (laughs) You racist. Uh, You bigot. You're a human being dancing in that moment. And I think that's a cool <laughs> topic to make a song. Uh, kind of fun. Ambrose destroys it. Is He he nails it. Every time Ambrose comes in for a little snippet is just pretty cool. Uh, pretty, He's so good at that. Pretty, pretty cool. I mean, I would use him. If I was writing a song, I'd be like, oh, man, Ambrose would be sick for this. If you had him at your Dude, disposal, 100%. what are you, crazy? Um, and I feel that they're really using him more and more nowadays, I feel like, which is which is great. We want him. Is he a we st- want him. Everybody we d- does. Don't don't give me the straws in the wind, man. Give me the whole thing, bro. I want, I want all the of The whole them, thing. I want all that thing. All that thing. <laughs> Supreme um, ascendancy, please. So that's kind of – those are kind of like all my favorite lyrics, but I'll uh, – I guess I can narrow it down. Um, no more caring about what other people think. And that's dancing. It's like you're really that's dancing, you're baby. free. But it kind of isn't because like then there's dance battling and you kind of do want to care what people think. It's like, you know, a judging thing. <laughs> but it's an art at the end of the day. And you kind of just want to be having fun and having a good time. It's a little with, fun. With your bros. You know, you see what it is. You see those videos of those like 40 year old guys just like dancing with each other in the club. It's like, dude, these guys (laughs) are married. They have kids. This is the most fun that they've had in like 10 years. Let them do it. Let them enjoy themselves. And and you know what? The really beautiful thing about dancing normally, usually you don't see yourself doing it. Right. So like to you, as long as you're having fun doing it and the people around you are now smiling, looking at you. Not they're not laughing at you necessarily like, whoa, this is. He's having a good time. So now that like, people are smiling, you're having a good time. You're probably inebriated. It, it's like, it's a really good time. Now, you throw a mirror in the mix, but oh, shit. But usually those aren't there, and that's a good-ass time. Well, you just kind of hit on what I do, which is uh, funny dancing on purpose. Yeah, that's it. Just to make people yeah. laugh. And uh, that's how I roll. I can't really dance. I just Wholesome do time. stuff that's funny. And people are like, oh, I like. I know that move from oh, that movie. There he Got goes. Him. Um. Anything else about hate dancing? Stu and Ambrose wrote it together. Um, the the Warlitzer makes another appearance. Uh, the organ, rock and roll, uh, bass guitar synthesizer for the Stu man. Cavs, of course. Uh, yeah, Ambrose plays a little percussion and just shows up for the vocals. Joey plays some synth. So this is a doable song live. This is a doable song. So they're playing this song. I think between changes and it's this good song, and short, doable, doable. Um, but it also Doodle. has, there's a, damn, I can't remember. I'd have to play it in the background. Eh, I might do that, uh, in a second, but there's a jam, like a little riff that happens in like four other, four songs 
if I'm not mistaken. Yes. It's like, okay, you heard it too. Okay, cool. So no, for sure. it goes up and down. Um, Classic I Gizzard, they have some sort of, there's always some sort of running, running beat playing with them. Yeah, yeah. If I have an opportunity to go back and not rush through these albums, I guarantee you I can find a riff going through all three of these albums. I think that there is something going on. If I'm not mistaken, and I'm going to look for it, I'm going to find it. Um, if you guys already found it, put it in the comments section, either on the YouTube page or hit us up on Instagram so that way we can credit you in the podcast that we do for the upcoming albums. Because we're doing this one, we're going to go backwards. We're doing this one, and basically we're going to go backwards from releases. So we'll end in lungs. Um so we'll go we'll go from there. Um I, I believe that's mm, what we'll like end up doing. Because we already talked about Lungs Live on the on the on the podcast yes. that we the live podcast. So we did like a an initial release review for that. So I feel like that's the one we could talk about last in total and then we'll bring it all back and see if there's any jams that are consistent. Cause obviously there's themes that pull the I'm getting lost in a sauce, Tommy. Don't do it. Don't do it. But <laughs> there's themes that hold these albums together. Absolutely there's themes. Um, oh yeah, Gaia is probably the biggest theme that I would say, and I don't mean the song Gaia. What I mean is Mother Earth, um, and they're talking about Mama, the planet Earth in a, in a lot of various ways. That would be the big tie-in that I would see, and co- and more the Earth being powerful. Uh, they've talked about these mythological things before, but now they're talking about stuff that's not so mythological, like volcanoes not exploding, even. you know, asteroids hitting. It's really interesting um, to see what they're going to do, but I like how these albums are together right now. But we we need a little more time to process, and we're going to take these next three weeks, probably put one out um, once a week. I just made that up. Brian didn't even know that until right now. So um, We're doing what? Anyways, hate dancing. We're doing what? Uh, anything <laughs> else you want to add to it? It's a great song. I can't wait to hear it live. It's going to be sick. Oh, man. I, I would not doubt if that pops up at Red Rocks Night 3. That could definitely be Woo. be in the mix for sure. Yeah, dude, that'll be a groove. That's that'll why they groove. that's why they released these albums, bro, because they were running out of material, and they're just like, all right, bro, fuck it. Let's just release a couple <laughs> albums. I'm just kidding. That's not true. They definitely have enough material to cover. <laughs> material. Um, go ahead, though. What were you, what these were guys you, are monsters, man. What were you saying about hate dancing? No, oh, killer. Um, it's like I said, I think it's coming out, uh, coming out live, probably at Red Rocks. I think the whole place is going to be grooving. That'll be very cool, man. Um, or even, you know, what they're doing an OKC show on Halloween. Yeah. That could be kind of cool for that, too, actually. Hmm. Flatbush Zombies were at Red Halloween. Rocks last night, and they did a Halloween show, and it was Dude. So, so lit from the pictures and everything that they did. It looked so cool. <sighs> I was so I told my they're wife, so I'm tight. like, I can't. I was like, that's four Red Rock shows in one month for me. Like, I am losing my mind. Like, I need some <laughs> sleep. I just need to, like, not be around people for a little bit. Like, I, I am... I've been traveling nonstop. It's just, it's chaos. It's chaos, dude. <laughs> I need a little tiny fucking break. And my wife is like, that's understandable. She's like, I wish you would have told me because we would have we would have went. And I was like, I know. That's why I didn't say anything. Uh, zombie gang. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm sure it was lit. <laughs> oh, dude, the pictures look sick. Um, anyways. Okay, so let's move on. Track number three. Um, AstroTurf. AstroTurf. So this might be my favorite song on the album. Really so cool. I might be Interesting. wrong because I haven't gone through every song ever created by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard and read exactly who wrote the lyrics on every single song. But from my memory data space, and Brian is like 50% of that, so he could correct me right Ooh. now, which is the benefit. 
the reason that this is my favorite song is because it's the first time that I seen Cavs write lyrics. Am I wrong about that? Oh, that's interesting. I see. Huh, so Cavs like him this, huh? and Stu wrote the lyrics. Now, even more interesting. This is one of the best drum beats I've ever heard. It's simple, but like the way he's doing it and the way they stick it in your face. It felt like he I was listening to it and I didn't even read this yet. And I was like, damn, I was like, Cavs bringing it, dog. And then I saw that he <laughs> wrote it and I was like, oh, I was like, that's sick, bro. Cool. Okay. So like he wrote, no, I, I don't know, know the percentage how it does. Sure. It just has a slash. I mean, Stu might be like, yeah, bro, he wrote like a fucking line, dog. And I gave it to him, homie. OK, like chill out. That might <laughs> Love be a that thing. Guy. <laughs> but it feels like Cavs wrote it a little bit. He wrote some of it and it feels good. Mm. You know what I mean? Feels, it feels good. Feels good. The one thing I wrote down, this is like one of three notes that I wrote down, sweet flute. That's all I wrote. And that means sweet flute, it, bro. Sweet flute. I don't know if it was solos or what, but Stu is he got better at the flute and he's just like, he's ripping it. He rips the flute. Uh he's playing the Wolitzer again. I gotta, I gotta look up what the fuck. I don't even know what that is. I'm just saying it. I should have done that prior to the podcast, but you guys know how we roll. Um, is that a guitar? Who knows? And I'm not gonna act like I do because that's who, who could that's ever know, right? My least favorite human <laughs> on the planet. Unless you know that I'm lying to you. That's and like I'm joking with you. That's a funny thing, but like, um, okay, so I can do that. A Wolitzer. I think it's like a giant horn, but it also has like a ukulele right here that you strum and go like this at the same time. So it's like amazing. And then it's it's made by Germans, obviously. Wolitzer. It sounds. It's a German. It was. It better be. Low key, it was Hitler's favorite instrument. That's a little fact. I just I made up. I, I made up right now. <laughs> Fascinating. So Stu's bringing the heat on this one again. He's playing a ton of <laughs> a ton of instruments, and uh, <laughs> Ambrose plays saxophone on it, which is pretty cool. Um, he he's kind of cutting loose on that sax, huh? I think we're gonna see more sax in the future, which is pretty tight. Uh, yeah, and the I, it's not a overly complicated lyric wise but if you read it it's actually a really cool song it's actually a really cool song and it's you know pretty deliberate but there's a theme going on in the background that's obvious but it is cool how they dissect a topic a word uh whatever it might be uh, whatever you a noun i don't know what astroturf astroturf is is a thing so i guess it's a noun but like <laughs> the way that they can tear something apart like that where the song They've been doing that these last albums, these last. They're they're good at that shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. They're tearing down like the literal thing of it and telling you what it is in the song and like covering it and going over it. And I think that's I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, So, yeah, that's I. Everything sticks out to me in this song. This this song was kind of made for me to, to like and and deem as my favorite. Uh, I already like, I was like, this song, I like it the most. And then I read that and I was like, I have to like this the most. This is why I like this the most. So I watching. Nice. Okay, cool. Look at that. huh? While I'm saying that, I just have to, I this has to be said. I am so impressed with Cavs. I'm so, I, I, I'm I, watching his development of being like, I respect the five to four piece kit. I like a small kit. I think. 
my favorite drummers have the smallest kits. Those guys are badass. They're like, I don't need all that dumb shit. Give me, give me what? Dude, give me a on, snare man. You know and a hi hat, and I'll outwork all you chumps. Like, give me a little boom bap. I love that. I love that. That's the. Those are my favorite dudes. I know people might not agree with this. Travis Barker's like that. So, Cavs had a pretty simple set for the most part, and then as they start adding pieces, it's because mostly metal is what the added at the beginning of it was. But now he's adding stuff for skill level and it's really cool to see what he's capable of doing and we're talking about Stu earlier about him being a professional musician Cavs realize he's a professional drummer this is his job oh, dude. so he's gonna do it and he's gonna do it right and I think that's this watching them Red Rocks I was like man he's coming into his own he's really doing it he's getting he, oh he, he's gonna be his own thing right now where they gave him a platform like I've never seen them do where they're just like calves. You know what I mean? This is this is calves for a little bit on the first night. And it was cool to watch, man. It was really cool to watch. They have, you know, we touched on it earlier. They have a star-studded lineup, bro. It's like not fair to not really display the guys that they have. You know what I mean? It, and, yeah, like he, he needs to – I mean, he has a his own studio album now, bro, of just him jamming tracks. And it's just – drums it's just him drumming and they're killer it's like yeah dude it, it would be a disservice to us fans to not have him shred at, at least a few minutes i'm not talking you know 20 minutes up there to shred his face off but like it, it's just when you see their set list and you see him jamming with them you're like bro whoa man he is all up in in, in his bag because they're, they're just all over the place man you know like poly rhythms they go into microtonal they're in metal it's just like <laughs> my man has his bag out and it's it's really fun to watch man i'm a i'm a I'm a big ass fan. I asked um I asked Emily, my fiance, after uh after Red Rocks, just randomly, I was like, Who's the most attractive member of King Lizard? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think you know, they're all handsome boys, they're all killer. I was like, talent they're also talented. I was like, who's she's like, hmm. She's like, Joey's an attractive guy. <laughs> Stu, he's just like a big sweetie guy, you know. I think this Ambie is more is of like who she finds attractive because that girls are different, you know what I mean? Girls are so different, for sure, right? Uh, but and she's like, Cavs, really good looking guy. But like after watching him, just like, she's like, there's something about the way he shreds those drums and having his solo. She's like, it has to be Cavs. I was like, that's a killer answer. I can't wait to tell Tommy that. Chicks dig <laughs> the drummers. Let's be real, bro. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I know what it is. We're awesome. Okay, We're, that's bingo. Our abs on point. Our arms on point. Steel. Our our forearms. Ironclad steel. And it's not because we're working out, okay? It's because we bang. We bang them drums, daddy. We bang. Okay? We bang. We bang. We bang. <laughs> uh, that's, I love that answer. And she's right. Cavs is the most attractive one. and uh, Undeniably, right? Yeah. Welcome. Welc- we I don't know if I told you this. I'm starting a new podcast. It's called The Cavs Fan Club. Gizverse podcast, so it's like underneath the Gizverse Damn, podcast, sorry. but it's just like a, a fan Cav cast. The, cast. the Cavs cast. Episode one. We should we absolutely we do that shit, bro. The Cavs cast. We should do it for all of them. Like a di- like that would be so funny. Um, kind of into it. I mean, yeah, we can review Cavs album. Um, yeah, there we go. Cavs no, and we need to catch up. There's a ton of that stuff that we need to catch up on. But thanks for the reminder. Um, anything, Reminder. anything that sticks out for you? I, I, okay, yeah, I just want to mention. I 
obviously we didn't we didn't mention the uh, juxtaposition uh, that's going on in this song. Uh, and I'm sure you guys have been. You don't even have to be high to to do this, but like you just see, like the irony in a plastic park, something like that, where it's like we're walking on plastic grass right now. Like that's gross. <laughs> Why are we doing that? Why can't we just make grass? And I'm wearing a Broncos shirt, so it's really funny because they definitely were playing on AstroTurf <laughs> two seconds ago. So there is the juxtaposition to it, and it's really interesting. And that's kind of what I would say the main theme of the song is. Is it's funny that we're covering the earth up in plastic the way that we are. It's it's unsettling. Um, it's not grass. It's AstroTurf. So it's yeah. That's that's kind of the main theme of the song. If I was gonna classify it. As, as anything I yeah absolutely I agree and it, it's like a nice hot long jam that's what I put nice hot long jam not like overly Ooh. long for gizzard but like just good hot hot jam and totally it's it's completely up their alley of what they talk about it's, it's their whole what's really cool man and I'm, you know not to jump back into Red Rocks I know we'll talk about that but like night one them ending, ending with a planet B and you know we are Red Rocks an outdoor venue. We're in the fucking mounds. It's absolutely beautiful. It's just like, what a representation of who King Gizzard is, you know. And it's like, they can make where like so many metal bands will make a, a topic scary, and it's like about you know we're talking of yeah. vampires and werewolves. The scary to- topic we're talking about is the world we live in, bro. You know, it's like their metal album is about the environment. You know what I mean? Like their scary hardcore album is about the world we live in. I think it's so fucking cool. And to end night one of the most anticipated set in King Gizzard fandom with planet B to just shit on every, it's just like, it was cool, man. It was cool. And this, not to the same feeling, but AstroTurf gave me that, gave me that same vibe, man. Are you for real talking about the Red Rock show after we said we weren't going to talk about the Red Rock show? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Cause I did the same thing. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, um yeah no dude and for them to open up for mars for the rich uh i told Shit. you i told you that was the song i wanted to hear the most um i think i mentioned it on a previous podcast um but i've mentioned that to you privately i have not seen that song live yet um and i Bitchin'. Ca- i maybe i have and i don't remember it but i don't think i have that it's like what to have that to open up with is like hey shut up bro shut up dude that's it melts your i know man. Face it's like up. annoying yeah and they're just good man <laughs> and then read the lyrics and then be like whoa whoa and then go listen to that album and read those lyrics it's like whoa dude heavy bro heavy they changed heavy man it went from like mystical to being real fast and they occasionally fast, man. do the mystical stuff but like mostly the real stuff it's getting pretty real maybe it's the kids i think it's the kids <laughs> oh, we talked about this before though right it's the kids i think they're a- as they've started to have kids they have changed in that in that aspect of it you know changes man changes Ooh, you know? did i do that on purpose i don't know well damn Changes is the <laughs> album. That's why I kept doing that. Changes the name of the song. Okay, yes. moving on. Nobody, nobody like Ooh. I ain't nobody or nobody like. Oop, bye. Uh, nobody like. Nobody left. I have no soul. I have no body. What does it mean, Brian? 
What is it all about? You tell us right now. <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, first note I put on this, and it's because uh, I like these songs a lot from Gizzard or any other bands, um, is Overdose Chic. It has that like, Overdose Chic. Ooh. Overdose Chic, bro. That like, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's a little dark and gloomy kind of. It feels bare bones. Um, it, it, it's one of my, I put top track on, or top tracks, because it's not my favorite, but it's very close on the album. It just has like a groovy, I don't know. It just feels like a little apocalyptic, maybe even a taste 90s, like the the good part of like the 90s rock stuff. I don't know, man. It, it, it feels like gloom in like a fun way that I like to get inebriated to. So that's why I put Overdose Chic as my note on that guy. That's a good uh, note. Big Bob. That's a good note. Think about it. Think about it. Uh, Think about it. It's a Think good. It. It's a good note. Uh, <laughs> simplistic uh, lyrics. So it's definitely maybe the jam inspired the lyrics. I don't know, but that that guitar cry. Woo. That's I think what you're referring to is the uh, the chic of it, um, which is it's like, it has like a kind of slow bopper, just like ooh, damn. Uh oh, it's hitting. It's hitting. It, it's cool. They it, it has a great melody to it. I enjoy the. I like the tempo of it. Now you're not going to hear me say that Same. about a lot of songs that are slow. I am. I like the tempo. It, it matches well, but it has like a fast feeling, but feeling slow. So I think when you're saying that, it's like a, that heroin feeling where you're like, me, and if there's one thing about me and Brian, it's that we've done a lot of heroin. <laughs> Have you guys seen Requiem for a Dream? Because the movie's about us, okay? Loki. Very cool. They got the look wrong, you know what I mean? We do not look like that, but whatever, bro. <laughs> um, they messed it up. We're Everything else looking. nailed it. <laughs> way better looking than those guys. Way better looking. Clearly. Hee hee, hoo hoo. Um, uh, something else I did put on there. Uh, um, maybe you caught it too. I know other people have caught it as well. Towards the end of the song, it goes into this Hotel California vibe. That's right. So that that's right. The seventies thing, where it has that cocaine like wow, that uh, Clapton esque feeling. Yes, it has that. But it's dark Very, too. It, it's just like it does this at the end, like a I'm like. That's that's Hotel California, am I right? Or what's going on here? <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, I, I hate to suck myself into Hotel California while I'm listening to the song, but um, suck on my head too late. Yeah, it's it's I kind of in there, but killer track. I think it's very fun. Uh, sorry, fun is the wrong word for it. Just it's it's a vibe. Will they ever play it live? I very highly doubt it. So is this about someone dying and going through the process of? Leaving their body, would you say? Hmm. I don't know. I may have to reflect on that a little more. Honestly, I, I, it, you know, death definitely feels like a vibe into it. If it's like, so I'm gonna, th- God, I'm gonna throw a lyric a, a person. I'm gonna throw my favorite lyric out there to you in the song. Cool. In death, I know life was a hallucination. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Do you think he means <laughs> that metaphorically, or do you think he means that genuinely dying? So this is the only song on the album, I believe, that Stu wrote by himself. 
I think all the other songs Weird. they wrote conjecturally. I mean, I don't even know if that word means that thing that I'm trying to say, but I think they <laughs> wrote it together. <laughs> um, and this is the only song that Stu wrote solo. Um, he's still rocking the Wolitzer, doing it. Got the big tube of Wolitzer. Uh, big ol'. It that, feels yeah. like if you're mm. reading it, literally, he's talking about just dying, but he could also mean metaphorically dying. So it could just be how you interpret it, I guess. Right? Hmm. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that. I mean, it definitely... In fact, Stu writing it by himself kind of leans into the, like, the yeah. literal sense, perhaps. To shuffle I, yeah, off sure, this mortal co- coil. What do you think about that? Hmm. Shuffle off this mortal coil. Interesting, huh? Yeah, I the don't. The mortal coil. Is he becoming God, or is he transcendent? And this is where he even says God. And again... What is what is his relationship with Christianity? I would really be curious to know. Um, yeah, that's how I'm going to wrap that song up. Great song. Music's fantastic. The lyrics are tremendously interesting. You can read it in a lot of different ways. That's how I would end that um, for me. Um, yeah, good song. Fucking dank. Good song. Uh, I, I'm going to like spinning that a lot. I already know it's going to sound cool. And I think a lot of these songs, I, didn't, I only heard them through like a, a Bluetooth a few well, and in the car, but um, I know a lot of these are going to be headphone songs. I know a lot of these will really hit, um, hit really well on some on a nice pair of headphones for sure. Okay, moving on to the next track. What is this? One, two, three, four, five. I believe five. If I'm not mistaken, five. Uh, Gandhi you are not is how I would pronounce it. Um, yo, is that how you would pronounce it, Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. I just want to make sure. Ish, I think so, yeah. So, um, it sounds like a theme to a super good 1980s video game. And they mm-hmm. took the song from the movie, but they just, like, digitalized it and made it for the video game. That's what it sounds like. So, it's like a super <laughs> yeah. tight song that could be on a video game. And now, if I'm not mistaken, you bought... Did you buy an album that was King Gizzard that was video game sounds? Or did we just... was that? Did they just sell it? Uh, I did buy it. Um, you bought it. It was made right. by, let's see, 5-7 Records, I believe they were called. Shout out. Um, sorry, could be wrong about their name. And it was... Um, it's like 8-bit. 8-bit. 8-bit, yeah. yeah. This, this Probably going to want to land pretty tight. I would say this has like a, um, a Sega Genesis feel, so like a 32-bit feel you know what i'm saying feels like powerful ish that the, the drum sounds sick <laughs> you know what that's pretty interesting i didn't i didn't think of that actually but i think you're right because 80s it has like a triumphant oh yeah 80s kind of vibe to oh, it yeah. you know so yeah i, I actually agree 100 percent with that so, i think in the at the end of the second course or the first ver- first course of the s- second verse i can't remember but Stu just goes out of nowhere, yeah. I was just like, "Yeah, dude, yeah, dude, he's rocking it." So he's having a good time, and that's the feeling. It's triumphant, and to have that right after you're dying, I think it's a good feel. So like, it does have that. <laughs> yeah, it goes right into it, man. Maybe I got to go back over. Maybe I was wrong about the lyrics not having much to do with each other because it really kind of feels like it. 
or I didn't say that. I would. I said the themes are tied through all three of the albums, but maybe it is more singular than I'm thinking it is. Well, I'm. I I don't doubt that, and I think we'll we'll learn more with time. But I will say, somebody in one of the Gizzard group chats today, and I didn't. I don't know the way Reed. I was gearing up for this, but they said that Gandhi is actually like a. So sorry, everybody that knows more about this. It's like a parasite of some sort, perhaps, um, or like some, I don't know, some like infectious disease. But I, I don't remember. Maybe we'll clear this up in the future, a little more insight. But like, uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I'm curious to know more because is this one of those classic like Gizzard sounds fun and stuff tracks? But I mean, for example, the can't get a message to my brain. I can't control myself. I rolled that down because, I mean, who can't relate to that? That's like my favorite kind of Gizzard when when, when they start talking about like more the human experience and their like inner struggles that's my favorite shit man um okay i love that stuff you know i, I know what that, this is that always feels joy when they start doing that okay i what he's talking about if i'm not mistaken is the is the thing from cats right i'm not trying to read this all the way but it's like cats piss emits this thing into <laughs> us and it's like my it it like yeah, it like trains us to do what the cat wants or whatever, or is that a different thing? <laughs> it could be. I don't know. Toxo. I mean, that is kind of a thing, though. Gandhi is what it's called. But yeah, you're 100% right. It's like a virus that goes into your body or whatever. Um, I'm not hmm. going to read on the podcast. That's probably the most boring thing that I could do. I did not prep for that. <laughs> uh, I did not know that that was what it was. So thank you for telling me that. That makes total sense. The lyrics make a lot more sense now. I was thinking it was about something else, but now I think it... Okay. So it's more literal. Interesting, huh? It's literal. It's not metaphorical. I was really more looking at it metaphorically. I thought he meant... I'm ignorant. I thought he meant Gandhi, like Mahatma Gandhi. You know what I mean? So (laughs) The Mahatma? The Mahatma? So when he's saying... Oh shit! Yeah, I I looked at this the whole wrong way. Then that totally makes a lot more sense. See, you know what we talked about earlier is your mind, uh, re- rebirthing or whatever. Another lyric that I can't remember from another song. Um, so am I a bird or am I a worm? Do I? It's so that's and I wrote that down as my favorite lyrics, and I can't even. I didn't even know what it meant. I'm so fucking stupid. That's so funny, dude. Um, I, I I have to viciously disagree with you, my man. I think that is like the most fun part about music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, how many songs do you think from like 80s and 90s that we have we've been singing for years that we we don't, we don't know what they're actually about? You know, but um, I don't know, dude. Yeah, now you you give me a lot of uh, like. I would say rap clarity. You know what I mean? If I don't know about something, the rap. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll know. I'll figure it out from there. But yeah, that's crazy. Um, Sorry, I had the camera. I was reading. So like the camera was not on me. I just apologize about that. Uh, Yeah, dude, I don't know, man. That's fu- I feel so <laughs> I feel so dumb right now. Uh, I f- embarrassedly dumb. But OK, I don't know. I was wrong again. Stu wrote this one by himself as well. So this is the second cool. song okay. that Stu wrote solo on this album. Um. Okay, that's I. I think that's kind of cool, man. Because basically, we just described two completely different songs, and it's the exact same song. You know what I mean? That's that's fun, dude. I think that's that's very cool, man. Yeah. So I'll definitely be able to go back and listen to this and have a have a new <laughs> new perspective on it. One hundred percent, dude. Yeah, yeah man. That, that's like wacky shit. Hmm. I like the song. Uh, it's 
now that I know I have to go look back and listen to it again, I'm I can read through some of the lyrics and know that it's not what I was thinking before, so that's pretty funny, but can't get a message to my brain. Uh, I can't control myself. He means literally. He means literally, like yes, what from they like, do. Right. Uh, that's that's really cool. But but just the I mean, I said it a second ago. It's just like that human emotion of like you know taking being a little more um, metaphorical yeah. is very fun with that particular line. Also, you know, like uh, that's yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool, gizzard baby. Get with it or don't get at it, baby. Um, <laughs> another thing that doesn't make sense. Exploding Suns. Now, that kind of makes Ooh, sense, right? That's track. It, it makes sense. Track number six of seven, so we're getting close to the end here. Is he talking about an exploding sun? I, th- I think he's just talking about an exploding sun. After, from, from, yeah, at this point, we could say from it's the for last sure. <laughs> lesson that I just learned, I think he's just talking about an exploding <laughs> So, uh, Stu and Ambrose wrote this song together. Uh, Stu is playing the Wolitzer probably every single song. That has to be a, a guitar. <laughs> that has to be. Got to be, huh? That's got to be something like that. Um, okay. Anything that sticks out in your mind? I, I kind of went through a whole rant uh, a moment ago. So, share the mic, baby. Um, I like uh, I like this one a bunch actually. This is so. I actually drew a line through my notes. I drew a line after AstroTurf. Which no, I'm sorry because I know it's like your go-to. I I like it a bunch, AstroTurf. What? But <laughs> to me, this this little trio is is the album, man. That um, nobody, Gandhi, and Exploding Sun is where it's at, dude. Um, I put Exploding Song. Uh, it's funny. Or excuse me, Exploding Sun. It's funny to me because that was a fear of mine when I was like a kid, with the sun exploding and going. Up. Yeah, I always thought that was like a a freaky idea because we always heard like, oh yeah, you know, one day. Heavy. It, it's kind of heavy, yeah. Um, so this kind of depicts that well. The duality in the vocals with Ambie and Stu are so cool, dude. I love a, like Ambie kind of like just like whisper sings over Stu a little bit, yeah. like, like reiterating what he just says. It it sounds really neat, man. Also has that that a uh, heroin chic vibe a little bit too in this one. Um, I don't. It, it just feels like a little like. I mean, it is apocalyptic. Some of the sun exploding. So yeah. It has that same vibe that I really like in a lot of their music. Uh, this this was a standout track for me. It, it, it's top tier in this album. But that being said, it's only seven songs, and they're all freaking killer, man. So the the, the top tier is pretty loaded, I got to say. So he uses the word sun. There's exploding stars, but what he's talking about is our sun. You know, there's only yes. one sun yes. that we as humans right. <laughs> refer to as the sun. So he's talking about it's a big old star. R thing exploding, which is intense because it's kind of <laughs> casual the way he's talking about it in ways, but more matter-of-factly, less casual, I guess, would be the way that I would put it. Um, the sun explodes at any time. I don't know any time. I don't think any time. It's, it's a big thing. It's a big thing that takes place before the, the explosion. Um, it It's a whole thing. It's a whole, like... You, you say that. Thing. Maybe you know more than me. I don't. I don't I, it has to mean something. <gasps> oh, at, I do, bro. At some point, <laughs> I do, buddy. At some point, Ambie says like eight point eight point five minutes or something like that. Um, it's like exploding sun. It's like he says like eight point five minutes or something like that. And this, what does that mean? I'm not, I'm not sure what that means in the lyrics. We have to like dig deeper into that. I think. 
yeah, it it doesn't explode. If I'm not mistaken, it implodes. And I might be wrong about that, but I think it like gagoom. Like I mean, we're gone, but the st- it scatters stars. That's how stars birth. They explode and then like, yes. I don't believe. So like, what I mean is that the star has to go through a process of like becoming another version of itself, and I forget the name of that, but like, it's like a. I'm going to make it up like a mega death star, you know, ultra star or whatever. So it, that's it. It gets bigger before it implodes on itself. And I'm probably wrong about all this stuff, but I think it takes a little bit and it it fucks. What I'm saying is that it's going to fuck with gravity on this planet to the point where like we'll For be dead sure. before the thing explodes because it's going to do shit to us. So like we'll either fry to death or freeze to death. It'll be one of those things way before that happens. So like the goal Maybe is it'll take eight minutes. To get the fuck off this planet well before <laughs> that happens and to be interstellar traveling beings so we can just take over any planet we want, bitch, and then fucking ruin the universe. <laughs> Humans <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Go Broncos. Woo Go Broncos. <laughs> But I think the lesson well, that this song, if I was going to peg one, is that, like, we don't have control the way that we think we have control. We're fleas. So, like, yes, it's not good to pollute the planet. We should not pollute the planet. But to think that we're affecting it to the degree that some people believe that we're affecting it is insane. Insane. The Earth will smash us. And it smashes us all the time. But what we should be doing is be trying trying to be symbiotic with it so it doesn't smash us. So if we're doing something that like aggravates it or whatever, aggravates the weather system or aggravates the temperature, whatever it might be, the earth doesn't give a shit. It's going to take dumps on us. So like people who are like, oh, care about the earth. It's like, no, dude, we need to work with the earth, become symbiotic with it where we're not like drilling the core or some weird shit like that <laughs> fracking you know literally trying to shake the hand with the fucking devil trying to get oil or whatever it's like are you fucking crazy Thanks, buddy. that kind of shit's insane where it's like I, 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 that on paper it sounds bad and while you're watching it it sounds bad the afterwards it's, Super it's bad. bad it's bad all <laughs> yeah. around like that's that kind of stuff it, it's a no fucking brainer man why are we even thinking about doing stuff like that so but to think on the flip side, that the Earth gives a shit, it doesn't. It's a it's a molting. What the Earth really is is a molting ball of lava and magma. That's really all it is. The crust, if you were to see the percentage, and most people have seen it in school, but it doesn't register. <laughs> dude, it's like yeah. nothing. It's nothing. Like our pl- what we consider the planet is so fucking small. What is really underneath it doesn't give a shit about this Fire part. Fire and brimstone. It doesn't give a fuck about that part. That part is meaningless to it. It doesn't care. So, like, yeah, man. And I like that. That's an, that's kind of the component about this is, like, that star doesn't give a fuck what we do on this planet. One day, it's going to ba-boom, and then bye-bye. And we're going <laughs> to – And I, I think it's we're, go, we're going down a little bit before that. And I don't know if it's eight minutes. Maybe it is. I don't know. But – we're going to go down before that happens. For sure, us. This generation's dead. But when it goes down, we don't have control over it. No matter how many uh, water bottles you recycle, it doesn't matter. That shit's going <laughs> to fucking blow. And it does. It, and really, what they think is going to happen is our 
well, our solar, our galaxy will fuse with another one. And when that happens, it's chaos. It's stars smashing into each other, planets smashing. Nuclear fusion, some would say. It's crazy. Like, yeah. What happened to the moon, what we know or think about what happened to the moon, it's insanity what happens when there isn't a star in a perfect Goldilocks zone where it's just holding us together. This is so rare. Human existence is, like, finite, and I don't know. I'm not saying it's we're not out there, maybe more of us, but I, I don't know. I don't know. We're most likely we here, in, though. We're most likely in a simulation. So when Stu starts talking like this, I'm like, bro, shut up. Just turn off the Matrix, Neo. All right? Open the door, man. Give me the fuzz, baby. Open the door, man. All right. Let's wrap it up. We're getting we're getting down to the wire here, man. The cops are gonna come kicking the door and tell us to to shut up. Short change. So true. You can't even find this. I I try to find it on YouTube. You can't even find it on YouTube for some reason. I don't know what the fuck that that's about. Wow, but amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's it's a short it's a short ski. Stu wrote this one by himself too. I'm so dumb. I didn't read any of this beforehand because I'm an idiot. But I didn't write it down. I read it, forgot about it, and then whatever. Okay, stop stop yelling at me, Dad. Stop yelling at me. Stu wrote it. Yeah, I'm like you know fun. Uh, sounds playful. Um, it's got cookie vibes to me. I don't. I have. I don't know that. I don't know if he actually did get down on it. Uh, but it's got cookie vibes to me. Say uh, it. Fun, Say playful, it. cool little like solid closer. Just a and the album, nice. You know, not too crazy long. It's kind of cool. You know, um, didn't love it or anything, but I liked it a bunch. That's it. That's all it is. You know, I had the same vibes. Cook dog, and it has more. Cook dog, right? More music than lyrics to it. So it it is yes it is cookie vibes. But Stu wrote it. Is Stu flexing on Cookie? Is Stu going, bro? I can do what you do way better, bro. Suck it, nerd. You're the next one out, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You're the you're out next. (laughs) Cookie is the one that appears the least on the album. Yeah, no doubt, huh? Hmm. No doubt, Brian. No doubt. Think about Cookster, that, man. You think about True that. On that huh? The next few, mm. next few days of your life, man. If they got rid of oh, Eric, you think they care about Cook Dog, bro? He's got. He <laughs> can't do what Ambrose does. He can't do what Ambrose. Ambrose is staying. Ambrose is there. You bro. can. He, he's staying. Hot yeah, take. Um, cool little ending. Cook it it kind of wraps. It kind of brings back um the first couple tracks. It has that. We we're talking about like having a similar groove going. This yeah. has a similar groove going. Yeah, they they have the uh um that riff in the middle of it for sure. Yep. They know what's going on. Yeah. They know what's going on. So hey man, between you and me, my phone's gonna die in like two minutes, so um two minutes? Okay. Approximately. Well, approximately. That's a good good way to wrap it up. Um Okay. Listen, Brian. I like hey, I like the lyrics. They're good. Did they change you in any way? I don't know. The music's good. It's a classic. You know what I mean? Classic album. Did you like it? I did. Yeah. Um, I actually like it a bunch, and I think it's something that we should uh, – uh, I'm, I'm going to tease for the future is comparing – because if, if, you, if you go back at this point from 2022, they've had uh, – technically, Butterfly 3001 came out this year. Um, Made in Timeland came out this year. The um, you know Lungs, Mushrooms, all that good stuff came out this year. Laminate denim and now it changes. That's five albums similar to 2017. Just throwing that 
just throwing that into the mix, okay? Uh, yeah, I would. I think one day we should go toe for toe with 2017. I, I don't want to say opinions yet. No opinions just yet, but could be something we talk about. Okay, I'll keep my mouth shut. But yes, that's a could be something we talk about. Fantastic idea for a podcast, and we will do that. Interesting. Huh? Um, I, I'm down for that. So we got a few really good ideas for podcasts that come up. Uh, we're gonna be bumping them out in these. Ne- I'm gonna be here in town. We'll be bumping them out for sure. Um, I'll I'll stick Brian to it. I know it's hard, guys, but I'll make Let's it happen. Let's bump. If there's anyone that can do it, I can do it. I smell it. Goddamn okay. right, buddy. Any last goddamn? Any last thoughts on this album before your phone dies, Brian? Any it's last oblivion. thoughts? Because if your phone dies, I can just keep talking. So true. Killer record. Liked it a bunch. More impressive than I thought I was going to be. It it feels bare bone, but there's a lot going on in it. It feels like it, they were just sitting around one day and made it all. No, I don't think that, that's how it went. But it feels that way. And again, with the headphones and stuff, the more I listen to it, I think I'll get more of the intricacies in it. But I like what they did with this. This is cool. This this is encouraging for the Gizverse moving forward. Yes, and I think it's one of those albums that's a walker. You can like walk around. Um, yeah. the neighborhood you can walk your dog with it has that sketches vibes that we were talking about yes. earlier. Uh, all around a little, it's a little electronic, but not in a bad way, not in the way that I I, I don't like. It's a it's a perfect amount of electronic feels, it's video gamey at times. The yeah. l- the lyrics are amazing. Uh, if you read them all thick and through and try to to figure out who's writing what, that's even more of a fun game to play. Stu. Bring in the heat with the instruments this pod. Or I'm not podcast. <laughs> I'm so stoked. <laughs> Stu, bring in the heat on this album with the instrumentation. He's like, what is that? Does that make noise? Okay, I'll play it. I'll figure it out. I'll, play and I'll, it. I'll make a song with it. And he's doing it. It's so impressive. I like to see them do that live. Uh, I understand it's hard, and they probably don't want to travel with every instrument on the planet, but it sure looks like no they're doubt. getting there. Uh, maybe it was just the Red Rock show. They'll probably differ from time to time, but Oof. it look man. Uh, this album is a great indication of what this next couple years is gonna look like for them writing albums. And the Red Rock show, I'm looking forward to it. I think Ambrose is gonna have a a long night ahead of him, but it's gonna Ooh-wee. be a, a good time. So we'll do a podcast immediately afterwards and get that out as well. Um, I'll pump Sick. this out. This will be released on Monday, so you guys are hearing it on Monday. Um, and the YouTube will probably be done uploaded by Tuesday. So I'm um, watching it by Tuesday, listening to it by Monday, guys. Uh, I do want to say one more thing. Thank you guys for all the love and support. Thank you for following us on Instagram. You guys are cool. Thank you for uh, subscribing to the podcast, liking. All of that helps us. We're going to be doing the T-shirt thing. We're going to be doing, I don't know, maybe different types of merch, some stickers and stuff like that. If you guys already pre-ordered your shirts, Everything's out except for the extra larges, um, except for Austin, my man. You messaged us, you paid us, and you didn't give us your information. But if you want the shirt, Austin, hit us up. And uh, we need you, buddy. We need you, buddy. So if you're listening to the podcast, just look at your thing, and we'll uh, <laughs> go, go to Venmo and message us your information. So uh, please, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you thought about the album in the comments section or send us a message on Instagram and we'll talk about it on the next podcast. Guys, thank you again so much. Everybody, I'm going to get tipped. Don't do it, buddy. Don't do it. All the vendors that came out, Monkey Barrel, Our Wives, 
everybody that came out and supported us and helped us do this podcast and kind of keeping it going means the world to us. Thank you to King Gizzard and the Wizard Wizard, the greatest Always. rock band on the fucking planet. Keep gizzing, guys. We're, we're going to keep that door open for you. Anytime you want to come in, is come on in and join the party, baby. Giz on, babies. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon, man. Peace. Stay cool, y'all.